Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8.19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. In this episode, I talk with Valerie Ellis about hearing God. I wanted the first episode of Chasing the Kingdom to cover this subject because I think hearing God is vital for kingdom entrepreneurship. Hearing Holy Spirit is such a difference maker, and our world needs the voice of God more than ever. I broke the conversation into two episodes that that they are power-packed, but short enough to fit in your daily life. Enjoy. Welcome to the very first episode of Chasing the Kingdom. Today, I have a very special guest. To kick this off right, I have Valerie Ellis, who is not only a very important friend to me, uh, she's also my pastor. I know that we have an entrepreneurial spin on this podcast. To me, there is a huge difference between a Christian business person and a kingdom business person. And I wanted to start off this podcast with the subject of why is it important to hear from God and the difference between a, a just a Christian business person and a kingdom business person. I, I think there's many differences, but one of the main things is a kingdom business person is really concerned about being spirit led, not just doing business as usual, but having a higher purpose, wanting to serve the people around them, uh, whoever God brings into your path uh, through your entrepreneurial abilities, through your business, through, uh, through your time and resources. And so I thought there was no better, no better person to have talk about the subject than Valerie Ellis, because she has helped me so much in my own journey. Welcome, Valerie. Well, I'm super excited to be here. I love this topic. I, I, I know you. You know, we've known each other for a decade, but I just love that you have such a heart to raise up the entrepreneurs and help them connect to hear the voice of God. That uh, you know, we can do things in our own self, right? And it can right. be good. There's people that are super talented. But what you do in God is like, it changes the world. There's something about it that just, um, it's, it's, I love, I, I remember my daughter, she was uh, studying philosophy, irritated the snot out of me. I hate philosophy because it's all these ideas that people track for hours and hours and hours, it ends up nowhere. But in God, every good idea, every God idea, if you track it out, it just keeps multiplying and connecting and and changing and and shifting life after life after life. And so one good idea can impact hundreds, if thousands, if maybe even more than that, millions of people, you never know. It's so cool because God keeps the whole world in his hands and that you're teaching people to connect with that. I am super excited. I can't wait to see even, you know, the lives that you touch and what it will look like down the lane. Well, you got me excited. And, you know, Valerie is 
it has just very special gifting. Um, I met her, like she said, about a decade ago. And just to give you some context, uh, you listeners out there, I had been coming out of a church, uh, which God told me to leave for different reasons, but it was definitely something where he was leading. Now I was coming out of a religious environment um, and there was church hurt there. Uh, there was a lot of great things about my old church, which I'll always treasure, but there was definitely, I think anytime you have a bunch of, of people around you um, who are wounded, you know, there's an opportunity for church hurt. And I know there's a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there who have uh, experienced church hurt. Uh, but I was coming out of that. And God kind of did the Abraham thing to me. He didn't tell me where to go. He just said to leave. And so for a good year, uh, me uh, and my wife were just church hopping. We were looking for the next whatever church we wanted to attend to, um, wherever God wanted us to attend to, we were it was we were in deep prayer about it. But there was one thing, there was one thing that I really wanted in our next church, and that was I wanted the next place that we would attend regularly to help me and Andrea develop a personal relationship with God where we were hearing him because the environment that we came from, there was a lot of rules. There was a lot of uh, boundaries and uh, with good intentions, but I, those religious boundaries could end, end up keeping you from having a personal relationship with God. Everything starts getting filtered through the pastor. And so it be, the leaders can end up being this, this broker of a relationship with God, um, you know, everything needs to be approved. And so it just felt like, it felt like I had gone further away from a personal relationship with God, which is the first reason why I got saved in the first place. You know, I was surprised that he was real. I felt so loved. I felt, you know, uh, valued. And then you get into the church system and and slowly you're kind of taught re what religion teaches you is that you got to earn this salvation. And so there's all these rules, there's all these things, and there's all this guilt that you're feeling, all this shame, all these places that you shouldn't go to, all these people that you shouldn't talk to, all these rules, right? And so um, I was coming out of that and I was like, you know what? I want to have a relationship with God like I did when I first got saved. And I um, I wasn't interested in having the best programs. I wasn't interested in having the best a ch children's program, the best uh, married pe person's program, uh, whatever program there is out there, singing, choir, whatever. I That was all secondary to me. I really just wanted a place that would teach me to have a personal relationship with God so I could be spirit led so I could be excited and uh, with a dynamic relationship with God. And it took about a year until I heard of a meetup. It wasn't even the church. It was like a meetup that was that Valerie and Greg were doing every Saturday. And what struck me was they, their 
wording of the meetup and their description was everything doing with having a personal relationship with God and hearing God for yourself. You know, you should be your own prophet. <laughs> you should be um, your own best prophet, not your only prophet, but like you, you should have such a dynamic relationship with God that he's guiding you through. If it's true, if it's true that God died for you or, or Jesus, his son, God sent his son to die for you and that he thinks about you more than the grains of sand at the beach, then he he's probably talking to you. And if if I'm not hearing him, it's probably not his fault. And so I went to that meeting. I was scared. And oh my gosh, I got rocked. I got rocked. Um, I don't know if uh, how many listeners are involved with the prophetic, but I went there purposely not wanting to tell anybody anything about me because I wanted to hear <laughs> for myself if they were hearing from God, if this was a really a legit biblical church. Um, I didn't even know what they believed in, but oh my gosh, yeah, they read my mail. Uh, they started praying for me and and telling me exactly what I was going through. And it was just, wow, you know, the, the relationship they had with God and over time to see how much they love Jesus and how uh, they were so into the word of God and that, you know, this ministry, it's a, it's a church now. It's called Catch a Fire Orlando. Our main goal is to do that for people, is to help people have a dynamic and real relationship with God where they're hearing God for their own lives, not just for others, uh, but so that they could reach their calling and, and fulfill their mission on earth. Yeah, I would say, John, I, I, I still think it's amazing that uh, you took a risk because we were such a small thing back then, you know. But um, I, I was thinking of when you were talking about my personal journey, journey with the Lord was as a child, we grew up mainline. So um, I remember, you know, it, it just there was no concept that you there were miracles or God ever did. I, actually, it wasn't until I was in the 20s that I ever even read about, you know, Maria Odds, Od, Woodsworth Od, Otterman and Amy McPherson and the Salvation Army people and, and found out there was people walking in miracles on the earth. I never even knew that there was one. So, I, but the thing that got me as a child is occasionally my parents would have someone over and they would start talking about how God spoke to them. And that just like, as a, I remember crawling underneath the dining room table with my little doll and sitting underneath the table while my mom was talking to a friend who was telling my mom about what God was talking to her about. The concept that God was speaking to people just grabbed a hold of my heart. And it, there was something inside of me that just, I, I mean, I longed for that. So I, I don't really, I was drawn to I was drawn to that. I was drawn to anyone who said that they could hear from God or even those casual conversations where, oh yeah, I was praying and God said, I, I that my everything in me like turned the light on. And so I, I see how God just, even as a child started luring me that there was more. And then when I got into the church, it turned out like people that were in the prophetic or heard the voice of God, they were born with it. And I was like, oh shoot, I wasn't born with it. I, you know, I was just discovering it. So then I thought, oh my goodness, am I like, am I 
you know, um, disqualified. And then there were people that started uh, saying, hey, you can hear the voice of God for yourself. And I and this is my 20s. Now I have a car, you know, not a, and a license. And I'm not afraid to use it. So I started going to Toronto and going to Morningstar and catch the um, fire in Toronto and in uh, Ashland, Virginia with the Ruth. And I started pursuing that. And then, of course, we hooked up with John Paul Jackson. But I it was so intentional when I when the idea came that I could be that person who heard from God. I put all that I was into it. And I think that's the journey for us as people. We have to decide that this is for us and then we have to pursue it. And if people like it or not, you know, I remember I was, um, you know, taking these classes with Morningstar. I was so blessed. We lived in a hick town and they sent somebody once a month to teach on it. And my pastor at the time heard about it and he pulled me aside and he said, he goes, this has got to stop. And I said, what? He goes, this teaching, this has to stop. And I said, why? He goes, think of how dangerous this is, Valerie. Look at our all the people in our church. Look at them. He goes, can you imagine if they thought they could hear God for themselves and didn't check it with us? And I was like, oh, my goodness. I, I was like, this is not the this isn't the party I want to be invited to. I want to be invited to the party where. Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and we become awakened with his heart, his passion, and his love. That's the party I want to be involved with. Now, what do you think about that? Because there are churches out there that believe and they teach, you know, you you can't hear from God for yourself, which I think is so such a travesty. But um, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, fear drives anybody. So, of course, they're afraid. They're afraid that they'll be overrun. They're afraid that people act, you know, the truth is pastors see kooky stuff. I've seen kooky stuff. But the thing is, is I don't have to be involved with people that are motivated by fear. I can move. I have two feet. I love what John Paul Jackson said, you know, you use your feet to vote. (laughs) So you leave something. So I just, you know, I gravitated. Sometimes I submitted under people a, a lot of times, especially before I came to Florida. I would say most of my Christian life, I agreed, you know, a percentage with <laughs> the church I was going to, but not all the way, you know. And so if God called me for that season to, um, to that was the best there was in the area or whatever, I would, I would sow there, but keep hidden mostly mo- most of my heart. It wasn't until I came down here that I was able to give my whole heart to the church and let them see who I really was and share my real expressions of thoughts and ideas. But I think you just have to realize that there's a lot of people that are insecure, run by fear, that they have wrong thoughts. And just like you, I know your story, when you were um, in the Catholic church, God met you there and you stayed there for yeah. a while until right. the Lord said, okay, time to go. So sometimes I think we're called to be in places that maybe we're not called to stay, but we're for a season, we need to pick up something there. And then we, when we move on, but I just think we have to keep in our heart that, you know, everybody has opinions. They're not all God. And I keep my, my opinion, my value, what I think always with the Lord first. And so I can be around people and you will be around people that don't always see it the way that, you know, I believe God wants it put out. Right. I, 
so without going into details, one of these days I'll, I'll share my testimony, but um, I was saved under crazy, crazy circumstances. I was not looking for God. I was not interested in being a Christian. I thought Christians were weird. I still think Christians are kind of weird. Yeah, but, I think uh, so. <laughs> but um, I was not wanting to be in any type of Christian or, you know, I was just living my life. And I was in college at the time. But to me, my God was my family. I just loved my family. And, and a certain amount of events happened to where my family got destroyed. Uh, my dad ended up get, going to jail. And then my mom was given a year to live. Uh, my sister went through some really traumatic events. And so here I was. And the thing that I thought was the most important thing in my life was just gone. And I was, I was alone with my mom in the house uh, because everyone else had left. And I thought, okay, I got to take care of her. And I don't know how much longer she has to live. You know, they say a year, but with all this stress that's happening, it's probably going to be much shorter. So I thought, hey, well, she likes that church stuff. Why don't I bring her to that? And there was this, this Thursday meeting that happened at our, our Catholic church. And it was a charismatic service. And I was like, okay, she likes going to that thing. I took her to that. And I thought, hey, maybe she'll get some kind of like emotional release there where she'll be happy. I just want to see her smile. And so I took her there and I sat in the back and was just going to wait for her. And then something happened to me. Um, I started hearing God. I heard a voice say, everything's going to be okay. And then I felt this presence drop, almost like it was from the ceiling. And I had felt this peace that I had never felt before. I was like, it was like my whole body was energized. I, and I was shocked because, and my first prayer was, I thought you were a story because I knew it was God. I knew God was doing something to me. And he proceeded to just comfort me and say, everything's going to be okay. So, um, the service ends and I'm, me and my, my mom were the last people to leave. We were alone in the parking lot. It was late at night. I told her, mom, uh, God is real. And I was like, you're right. God is real. And I said, he told me everything's going to be all right. She started yelling at me. She was like, how's everything going to be all right? How's everything going to be all right? And they said, you know, your, your, your sister's gone. Your dad's in jail. I'm dying. And they're going to take the house away. And I was like, what? You know, I was like, what are you talking about? They're going to take the house away. And she goes, yeah, we're in foreclosure. It says, we, you know, we haven't been able to pay. I can't work. And so I, I looked at her and I said, well, God told me everything's going to be okay. I really, really believe him. I, I, I see he's real now. And I said, let's pray. And so she reluctantly, like she reluctantly held my hand. And I was the only one praying. 
And I said, God, every you told me everything's real. Okay, I believe you. I trust you. And I said, Mom, how much do we need to bring the house out of foreclosure? She says, we need um, $1,500. I said, okay. You know, um, back then I was making minimum wage. I didn't know how I was going to come up with that. And wasn't minimum and, wage like $6 an hour? I mean, we're talking. You know, I'm going to date myself here, but it's low, lower than that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I really trusted. I just trusted God. I, I, I believed I heard him. A couple of days later, uh, coming back from, from a class, I checked the mail and there's an envelope there. It looks weird. And so I opened it. It was a little over $1,500. And I want to say it was from the IRS. It was for my mom. Um, and they told her, you overpaid. Uh, this money's yours. And I was shocked. I was like, you came through. You're real. And so over, you know, months, years, God continued to just show up. So here I am, this Catholic boy, and no one came up to me. It wasn't like some person said, you need Jesus. Because if you did, if you did that to me at that point, I probably would have been rude to you. <laughs> rude to you. Uh, but it it was the Holy Spirit himself that came down and showed showed himself to me. So you couldn't have told me that God can't speak to me because of the experience I had. Um the, there, there was just all these miracles that were happening. My mom ended up living much longer than a year. Um, she went into remission. Um, and so all these great things were happening. It beca God became more and more real to me. And you couldn't have told me that God doesn't speak to his people because he was speaking to me. And I wasn't in some church system that was, that was, uh, nurturing my faith. In fact, uh, I would be in Catholic mass. I didn't know what I was doing, but during worship, uh, my hands started going up. I I don't know why. <laughs> I was just like, I felt like my hands to be up. Uh, the priest would come up to me afterwards and go, hey, you know, do that on your own time. We don't like raise hand our hands here during worship. And so I was having these this real encounter with God, real relationship. I was doing things I didn't understand. They were just happening normally. I was actually hearing God for other people. I would be in mass and there would be this guy next to me. And then God would tell me something about him. And I would wait till service was over. And I'd go, hey, uh, I was hearing God about you. Can I share what I was saying? And and the, the guy would go, Sure. And then I would tell him what I was saying and his mouth would drop and then I would walk away. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with that. I, you know, I just was, I felt like I was hearing and, and I started obeying. And so by the time, uh, you know, God at, at one point said, it's time for you to leave the Catholic church. And I did, I started going to a non-denominational non church. And so you couldn't have told me that God doesn't, talk to his people. And now I'm hearing in non-denominational churches where they say, God doesn't really speak to you. Just read your Bible. And to me, that is just so disappointing because I, I, I have such a love affair with God that it makes me sad to think that there are people out there that 
that aren't having a dynamic relationship with him, that aren't talking to him, that don't even believe that that he's talking to them. And there are scriptures in the Bible. I, man, I um, I'll find a scripture and I'll put it in the notes. But there's a there there's a scripture where it says God is constantly talking, but uh, some aren't aware. You know, uh, there's a story in the Bible where God spoke uh, when Jesus. Uh, and said, this is my beloved son. And then it said, some heard God, but some thought it was thunder. And so God is speaking in the world right now. Like we need to hear from him right now. It is so dark and God is speaking and some are hearing, but some are thinking it's thunder. And so that's why I wanted mm -hmm. to do this podcast. This first episode should be hearing God because really doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur uh, in the kingdom, if you're not hearing from God, that is the fuel. That is the um, that is the 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 certificate for entry is the ability to hear God, who's trying to speak to you and be led by the Holy Spirit, because the kingdom is about Jesus. I love it in Romans chapter eight fourteen. One of our favorite verses is. For all who are allowing themselves to be led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. That's an amplified. I love that they add the word allowing because that's what we're doing. We're allowing God. And I think it's outside of a church. It's outside of a teaching or denomination somewhere. God gets a hold of you and awakens you to the possibility that he's willing to speak to you and he's longing to do it. And then you can't really be talked out of it. <laughs> they can tell you not to raise your hands. You'll stop raising your hands. They can tell you can't prophesy in the church. You don't prophesy in the church. They tell you don't lay hands on people. You don't lay hands on people, but it doesn't mean that you don't know that you can prophesy that you're supposed to lay hands on people. So let's take them to the parking lot. Hey, sneak in my car. Let's pray. You know, so being allowing Holy Spirit is that's our part. We have to, in no matter what the constraints are that we find ourselves in life, we allow Holy Spirit to move on us and in us. And then we go from glory to glory, or we go from more revelation to more revelation. And it's in those simple things like, God, do you have something for my waitress? Or Lord, what do you think about this morning? And you know what, how can I set this day to honor you? Or I'll be thinking about, I, I you know I capture thoughts. So I'll be thinking all of a sudden, you know, John will come up on my mind and I'll be like, huh, I haven't talked to John in a while, but, you know, Lord, you know, whatever that is. And then the phone rings and it's John, you know, just starting to capture those thoughts and be being in my heart saying, I am his daughter. So therefore I am led by God. So maybe this is you. I just want to say like how like the practical side of this, and I could tell you tons of stories if I had time, but just on a practical side, we just had a shooting right in the news. Um, a, uh, this shooter went into a Christian school, shot the principal, three teachers, three little kids, nine-year-olds. I mean, so, you know, it's it shook the nation, of course, probably other people. And my daughter's got a little seven-year-old. So she's thinking about that. So she said to me, mom, you know, how do I keep her safe? I mean, this is a Christian school with people that have the same values. You know, how do I keep my daughter safe? I mean, there is there any safe place? And I said to her, here's how you keep her safe is you teach her at seven to hear the voice of the Lord. 
you teach yourself to hear the voice of the Lord because God will direct us. God will help us if we can hear his voice. And one of the stories that came to mind on that was, uh, I remember there was in Europe, I can't remember, I think it was in England, but a little while ago, a few years ago, a terrorist came into a hotel. Remember that? And they shot up almost everybody in the hotel, kicked the doors down and shot up that hotel. Many people died that day. Well, there was a whole catch the fire event of pastors that were going to happen in that region. And they were going to stay at that hotel that same weekend. And I was in this conference in the Dominion Republic sitting around the table and they brought it up. And the different people at the table told how Holy Spirit had told them not to get on that airplane that day. Or they were already in Europe and they were making their way there. And the Holy Spirit told them to stay for another few days in the in the place that they were staying. It was uncanny how God had stopped, not just one, but it, it, you can listen to all the different stories about how the Holy Spirit was leading this group of people not to make it to that hotel that day. So I believe that we're in this place where we're, you know, there's troubles and trials galore. As Jesus comes back, the enemy is roaring and there's going to be a lot of horrible things that happen. But I believe God wants to protect his people by being led by Holy Spirit. And the same with businesses, when to sell and when not to sell, when does not to, not to who had not who not to hire and who to hire, but it's cultivating that presence of saying, God, I'm go- I want to hear your voice and the little things so that now you can hear the voice of the Lord in the big ones. Hey, I hope you like the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.